Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Welcome to episode two, Overcoming Sadness and Depression. And we're going to talk about, we know that about one in five adults in America have some type of mental issue that they experience. So it really comes as no surprise that depression is something that really impacts a lot of people, about 7%, a little less than 7% of adults in the United States. That's 16 million people have at least one episode of depression per year. So that certainly is what to talk about. It's actually the leading cause of disability worldwide. Uh, so quite relevant. So let's start with the facts. We know the facts. About 50% of all adults report that they would not talk to their doctor if they had depression in their symptoms. So obviously there's a lot of stigma. What's wrong with me? Why can't I just get over it? And that's a big problem with depression because sometimes it's clinical and real and it needs other types of interventions. And today I'm going to talk about some other interventions, um, starting with preventing depression, but also, you know, if someone is suffering from depressive symptoms, and remember, everything's on a spectrum, so everybody has some depressive thoughts, and everyone has some anxious thoughts in life. The question is whether it becomes pervasive and turns into depression and anxiety, and so getting that diagnosed by your doctor or by a psychologist or therapist is really important, okay? So here's my take. Remember, I like to share my opinions, um, and the first disclaimer is, of course, this is not medical advice. Um, and always, you know, seek out a therapist for yourself. But uh, the second disclaimer, it's really important, and we're trying to bust the stigma, is specifically that in anything that I say, there is no judgment. Meaning, this, if I were to give a podcast about why people get diabetes or why people get cancer, um, there isn't necessarily any reason why. Now, there might be things that make you more prone to it. Like, for example, being uh, obese might uh, trigger diabetes in some ways, uh, certainly for those that have a disposition or uh, going out in the sun without, uh, you know, putting on suntan lotion might hurt the cancer or other types of things that might bring it on. But there's certainly no blame if someone has a medical condition. And so depression is a medical condition. Um, at the same time, it's important to understand some ways that our mind can play a role, some ways that our self-care can help. And so one of the things is that I describe depression as inactivity. Now, that's not a blame. It's just a reality. When a person is in that depressed mindset, whether they have clinical depression or whether they have feelings of depression, they're in a state of inactivity. And one of the biggest ways that I tell my clients to get out of the depression, of course, by going through the assessment and recommending they talk to the doctor uh, or our on-staff psychiatrist, but the bottom line is that the inactivity needs to be combated with activity. And what I want to share with you today is a great book by Stephen Alardi. He's a psychologist at the University of Kentucky, and he's done a tremendous amount of research about what helps. And he has a book called The Depression Cure, and it's called The Six-Step Program to Beat Depression Without Drugs. Now, again, he's a psychologist, so he's not, he doesn't prescribe medication. And, of course, he doesn't deny the fact that we should always check in with a doctor or psychiatrist regarding it. But he does have this therapeutic lifestyle change program, which is really very powerful And I think that uh, just sharing this is is very important. So he starts off with a premise of evolutionary psychology. And I know some people are very big fans of that, and some people get nervous. So evolutionary psychology has nothing to do with religion, uh, whether or not you believe however the world was created or founded. 
um, the bottom line is that we evolve. We evolve when our mother tells us not to touch the fire, and we do anyway, and we burn our hand. So we evolve with the knowledge that, oh, that burns. We evolve throughout life, and we're always adapting. And so that's what evolutionary psychology says. And what he actually proves is that basically our body was kind of never designed for this post, uh, this modern post-industrial environment that we live in. And the hunter-gatherer ancestors that came before us, they, they followed the six rules that he's going to share, and they were naturally free of depression for the most part. And he talks about this huge lie in the media and pop psychology that says that depression is is only treated with medication. And again, of course, he himself says, and I can't stress it enough, that it is important to always consult with a doctor. However, studies show that, honestly, only 28% of patients are cured with medication. So that's a pretty lousy number. Uh, it's almost one in four only, and the other three, three, three out of four people, well, what are they supposed to do? All right, so out of the 150 million antidepressant prescriptions that are written yearly in the United States, we do need to come up with other solutions. Okay, so his six rules are do these things. And again, you can look at the book for more details, or you can look at his website, which I'll post that as well. Um, and again, consult your doctor. But the first thing is eat brain food. So he's a big fan of omega 3s. He talks about in the book exactly how much or what to do. You could talk to your local uh, uh, omega 3 salesman at, at, uh, or saleswoman at any health food store. And that's a, that's a really important thing. And he talks about how basically so many of the things that we eat nowadays are processed, so we're not getting that omega-3s that our hunter-gatherer ancestors had access to. Okay, Number two he calls don't think, do. Okay, When we're ruminating, we're in a place of negative thoughts and we're not helping ourselves. So give yourself a time limit. I always tell my clients, if you're thinking about something for more than 10 minutes and you're not coming up with some positive change, something that you could do, those thoughts actually only propel you further into sadness and negativity and they don't solve the issue. And if you want help with that, there's another great book, just to kind of digress for a second, uh, which is very famous by psychiatrist David Burns uh, called Feeling Good. And it's really a great book about how to get out of those negative mindsets. Okay, back to our Therapeutic Lifestyle Change Program by Stephen, Dr. Stephen Alardi. Okay, number three is exercise. The body is wired to become reclusive when you're sick in order to preserve your energy, okay, and also to prevent the spread of disease. However, for depression, that actually works against you. So yeah, normally if you have some communicable illness, it's good to isolate yourself. But for depression, uh, that does not help you. So you got to get active. Again, remember that depression is inactivity. So when you get active, that's really helpful. Number four is very interesting. It's it's called Let There Be Light. So natural light, uh, he, he recommends that you get a 10,000 lux indoor light um, that can be very helpful. It's called the happy light. They sell them on Amazon. They're like 100 bucks. And uh, they're very helpful as well. Again, talk to your doctor before using one. But the hunter-gatherers were exposed to light, whereas we're spending most of our day indoors. We're not getting as much uh, sunlight as, as we can and as what could be helpful to us. Number five is get connected. So social interaction is vital uh, when we're isolated. We're at risk of longer feelings of depression and not feeling good about ourselves. And Again, all these things are for anybody that wants to make their life better. Um, and once again, when we're sick with a communicable illness, we're our body tells us to quarantine ourselves so we don't spread it to others. However, uh, depression is not catchy. And on the contrary, by connecting with other people, it really, help. other people, it really helps us overcome that. And the sixth and last one is healthy sleep. The brain in its anxious state learns to sleep lighter in order to rise quickly to avert danger that it's in. Like, you know how that you're trying to sleep uh, on a camping trip and you hear a bear growling, so you don't sleep well. So it's actually counterproductive for, for depression and for anything, quite frankly. We need to get enough sleep. Okay? Now, 
that is his book. I recommend uh, following his techniques for prevention and also certainly for anyone that's suffering from depression. Now, for finding a quote, this is really easy because so many famous people uh, that I could choose from that have suffered from depression, Winston Churchill, John Adams, our second president, Buzz Aldrin, Charles Dickens, John D. Rockefeller, Oprah Winfrey. So there's just so many people. But I chose one that is interesting, and that's Ronald Reagan's famous quote, which I think is interesting. Recession is when a neighbor loses his job. Depression is when you lose yours. And what I like about that quote is that, I mean, it's not a very pleasant one, but is that it makes it personal. And yes, depression is personal. It's when I have a loss in my life. It's my personal suffering that's going on. So some practical solutions, three main things. If you're not going to read the book or if you just want a quick takeaway, exercise, exercise, exercise. I said three. So that's the first thing. You've got to exercise. The next thing is, you know, again, that activity, make yourself a daily schedule. Okay. Make yourself a daily schedule and make yourself accountable to someone else. You've got to have accountability. I had a client who was suffering from severe depression and she couldn't get out of her bed. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't take care of herself. One of her kids fell down the steps and got hurt. And what happened was she sprung into action, took them to the emergency room. And from that day forward, we were able to identify that that significantly helped with her, her depression. She was able to really move forward because at that exact moment, she didn't have a choice. She had to help her daughter. So those are some of my practical solutions for you today. As far as questions, I'm going to leave off with one. I have Sam from California. He asked, hey, Joe, I'm just a negative person. How do I know if I'm suffering from clinical depression? Okay, well, thanks for your honesty. So the answer that I, that I give is, you know, I don't really care whether someone does have depression or not. You know, if you, if you have a negative outlook in life, that's, that's your prerogative or that's your personality. That's fine. But is there impairment? Is there impairment in your social life, in your uh, work life, in your family life? Are you sleeping in bed? Are you not feeling productive? Are you not feeling like you're doing anything? And are other people around you noticing that, hey, you're different or you're not functioning? If there's significant impairment, then you definitely need to seek treatment. Now, as far as a negative attitude and negative perspective in life, okay, you know, of course, that's, that's something that uh, we could work on. So in closing, just a little recap here. Depression is real and prevalent. If someone has depression, it very well can be a biological thing. It runs in the families. So a lot of times someone says, well, my mom was always depressed or my dad was always depressed. Okay, you know, sometimes there's physical disposition to it. It's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. But seek the help and the treatment that you, that you uh, deserve. Get yourself as active as possible. Make as many social connections as you can. And find a therapist and talk to your doctor and psychiatrist because depression is something that we know how to work with it. It doesn't have to be the 28% of people that get help. When, when a person adds some therapy to that, and there's so many different modes of therapy, and when a person adds a therapeutic lifestyle uh, program, a therapeutic lifestyle change program um, of, of Dr. Elardi, and there are many other options available, then your life can get better. So if you're feeling depressive symptoms or you have clinical depression, know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Sometimes the tunnel curves and it's hard to see that light. But as long as you keep doing what you got to do, you're going to get better. And make that commitment to yourself that mark it on the calendar. I'm going to work on this. Okay? Never forget, you always have to mind your mind. Take care. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.